Alejandra. I'm Sam. I'm Harrison. I'm Rocky. And I'm Marcelo. And this is Going Helm Steep, the Middle Earth film series retrospective by Talk Film Society. Episode 13, The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, Part 2. What a journey. Uh, I have been saying on Twitter and to y'all that this is a series finale. I keep saying it. I want this to end so bad. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I like? I like endings. Okay. Um, I like ending things. I don't, he I doesn't don't. want to try to pronounce Rivendell anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> leave it. Leave it to another Lord of the Rings podcast to do that. Let you know. Uh, uh, but no, I. I like that we set out to do this series this way. Let's let's watch these movies, you know, spread them over these episodes. Um, we were we've been teasing doing the appendices. We've been teasing. I've been teasing Harrison about doing the 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 the, the animated movies. Uh, which, I'll do them. I'll fucking do them. I don't give a shit. I like those movies. They're fun. Um, but I think okay. Let me clarify. For now, let's call this the season finale. Okay, because there's. There's so much coming up ahead, too, with the Amazon show uh, in the works, and I think we'll have to come back for that eventually, whenever that comes out, too. So, yeah, let's just say this is the season finale of, of this show, okay? We're going to be back in some in some way or another, but for now, enjoy this finale, folks, because this is it. This is Battle of the Five Armies Part 2, the last Peter Jackson Middle Earth film. Boy, boy. Um... Where were we last time? Where, 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 where? The, the worms, happening? right? The worms, we, we, right? Did, did we stop at worms? Yeah. I said my piece about the worms, and, we, and then we call it. Yeah, for, for right. those who are maybe jumping into this episode for whatever reason. Um, why? <laughs> I don't know why. You, the you final episode. Uh, they, You're they, really passionate about the back half of Battle of Five Armies, and I don't give a shit about the rest of these movies. Maybe, that's fine. Well, well, my uncle told me, actually... Uh, that he would listen to an episode of Lord of the Rings podcast. I'm like, which one? He said, the second half of Desolation of Smog. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> that's the, the, that's cool. true because like... Tell if, him I'm sorry. Because like anybody <laughs> stumbling to this feed will see like this will be at the top. It's the newest episode. Why not listen to this? So yeah, we're, we're right dab in the middle of Battle of the Five Armies. The worms just showed up. Harrison hates them because... Uh, if I remember correctly, I Harrison, I, I, it's not that I hate them; it's that I'm baffled by their presence. Yeah. Right? I, like, it's, considering it is a, they had the tiniest of footnotes, yeah, yeah, like, it is a one sentence mention at the start of the book, and that's like it. I'm pretty sure they don't even pop up in the Cimmerillion. I'm just baffled by like why they're there, and like you really just took the sandworms from Dune and just put them in this movie. Okay, <laughs> the you know the the. Or, or as I affectionately call them, the Tremors, the Graboids. Oh, um, yeah. The, that, the, I forget those movies are a thing. Okay, Harrison. I'm, you're not going to be a guest on my Tremors podcast series. Uh, Listen, <laughs> that, that's fine. You won't, be a, you won't be a guest on my Disney show. It's fine. Don't worry God about it. God damn it. All right. I see how, I see how it is. Um, forget, forget that anime series we're planning, Harrison, now. Oh, get- no, wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let, let, wait a minute. Anyway. Wait a minute. Anyway, speaking of lines that are blown into absurdity, lovingly, I mean, it feels like this whole entire battle is just Peter Jackson and crew going wild, going hog wild. There are so many little beats that, like, 
I love to death that are just maybe not necessary, but I'm like, I couldn't care less. There's these like, like you know, uh, catapult trolls flipping themselves over, uh, decapitation after decapitation. Love it. Yeah, I just wanted. That's something normal people say. <laughs> <laughs> I I was so goddamn confused and giddy at the same time with all this stuff happening because one i did see this in the theater i i i remember sitting it through it but i don't remember the specifics of this so when these like what are they like cave trolls ogre things running around beating up people and there's that one that's like harnessed and he's like a like a thing attached to his arms swinging and pill all that crazy shit i'm like this is insane. This is bonkers. I don't know what's happening, but it's good. <laughs> I'm enjoying this craziness. So that's where I'm coming from. Um, why don't we go to everybody else? Because uh, what's what's the general vibe you get from this action sequence here with the craziness going on? Ollie, what, what, why don't you start? I mean, I enjoy it. I mentioned in the last half episode, I guess, that I really, I mean, the whole reason I like this movie in particular is because we do get so many crazy choreographies with the battle scenes, so I always have a great time watching this, and I usually don't like movies that have a lot of, like, battle scenes in them because they usually bore me, but these are super fun, and the reason for that is because that they're a little extra, honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, Sam, what about you? Your, your thoughts on the craziness of this battle scene here uh so i really like the uh kind of chaos at the beginning of it which fits because of how they're kind of you know the orcs just show up out of nowhere interrupt this battle and i like the way the there's the kind of question of bilbo's like you know are the elves not going to help because the dwarves started fighting the orcs and the elves are kind of just chilling in the back and then i just kind of like how it all comes to a head as the different factions start teaming up and then obviously that leads to the all comes to a head with is Thorin going to help and I think it all works pretty well actually huh. and again like Ali said it's just it's a lot of fun um, I, I'm watching this as we record um, on mute and I, I almost burst out laughing watching again that's what, okay remind me what, what, what who the big guys are what are they they're, 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 they're trolls, they're trolls right? Yeah, they're, they're trolls. just trolls. There's that one troll with the pointy uh, head, with the cement head. Like, oh, I love that. Yes, the, the yeah. battering ram dude. Ram like, head. Ram, ram <laughs> head. And he knocks you know, a hole in the wall, then he just like passes out. And that, that little detail <laughs> is hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, that's his whole purpose. He's bred just to do that one thing. Yeah, and, and possibly, possibly die. Yeah, and he does it die, spectacularly yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, he does. He had one job, and he nailed it. Hundred percent success rate on those fucking orcs right there. <laughs> uh, uh, Rocky, your thoughts on this uh, craziness of this battle? Yeah, I'm echoing the same. You know, of not only what was just said, but you know what I said on past podcasts. It's like it, it feels like a bunch of guys that are just like they have a bunch of toys. They know what toys can actually do. 
and they're like, let's just, ah, let's just move this here. Ah, let's, ah, it just reeks of just guys having fun, you know? And um, when that shows up on screen, you know, I'm having a good time. So that, it's cool. Like, it, it's cool. I'm definitely more attached to the Helm's Deep battle, you know, and the fucking, you know, Return of the King fights and stuff. But the, uh, th- this one is, it's no slouch. It's, it's a pretty big epic thing. There's a lot of shit happening. There's a lot of, like, you know, dwarf factions, elf factions you know like we were mentioning earlier huge creatures <laughs> that show up for a minute and then dip <laughs> that's my favorite part the worms like they just carve the holes and they're like bye they're like you know <laughs> like like bye like we're gone we just wanted to show up and just you know be gone but anyway uh i like it you know it's cool it's it's cool to see all these battles go down it's cool to you know watch it all finally come to a head um it can go on a bit much i think that's my biggest complaint with the entire film uh, as a whole it's like it seems to be like all right guys wrap this shit all up but it does look kind of neat at the same time but it's still a little video gamey at the times so and we'll get to that like in a minute like with legolas and some of his fight sequences on that <laughs> on, on that bridge it gets real like all right guys like you know because what i'm saying kind of cuts both ways it's like you, it's like some of it's cool as fuck in fact most of it is cool as fuck but then there's a couple moments where you're like all right guys y'all went too far with that one you know but your mileage may vary but i'm fine with it i'm fine with it um harrison your thoughts and uh the accuracy of this <laughs> it is wild <laughs> to hear rocky even verging on agreeing with me in terms of any of this um i i think it's really like rocky said it's a mixed bag and we'll talk about more about like what what is the drawback for me the further in we get but like this early stuff where it is just the clashing of these armies works really well for me especially like the troll who just yeets himself into the wall i think it's amazing (laughs) i think it's the funniest thing i think the trolls with the catapults on their back is great because it's like azog and his forces clearly have like some resources to throw around and like to and like you have to be able to to amass a force this big but they don't have nearly the resources that sauron and saruman have so they don't actually have like war equipment so they just kind of have to ad hoc stuff together by like strapping it to dudes backs and just like literally throwing bodies against the problem yeah i i really like that stuff because it does indicate that like there are hierarchies to these forces even within mordor like azog might be doing might be doing stuff at the behest of those forces kind of um but he's not given the same resources that like the the orc army marching on Minas Tirith eventually gets like they don't have a big battering ram that they can cart everywhere they just have to slap some cement on a dude's head and go like all right go ahead put that wall so <laughs> I, I I think that stuff is really interesting their flag and, system rules yeah and exactly cool. yes <laughs> yeah I mentioned that the uh, the way he makes these calls with horns and flags and I was oh, yeah. imagining like orcs like having to go to school to study those they're having like a breakdown briefing yeah. beforehand where there's like yeah all right this flag means attack you know and like Ooh. shocker that's the stuff that works for me like the the stuff where they actually the, the moments where they take the time to focus on the, the logistics of the actual combat and are like okay this is how like this would work it feels more in line with um the lord of the rings trilogy and like the groundedness of those movies which is what i love the most about it yeah um i think what what i only said in the beginning is like that choreography of these fights of these battles like those like yeah sweeping 
like wide shots of like where mm-hmm. everything is and you have this, this like general sense of where everybody's going and and where the fighting is. Mm-hmm. I love all that. Like I that stuff is what makes me invested because if it was just the craziness of like what's his name of like uh the 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 bard riding that uh trolley down the road and like impaling that uh yeah. troll if it was just that nonstop, i'd be like okay let's let, yeah let, that let's cool shit off on sucks that. <laughs> it's you know i think in the it, it's 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 fun but uh the less of that the better i think in this movie because there's there's moments that kind of veer towards like uh, like a bit too much it, it goes it goes it mm-hmm. goes a bit too far I think mm-hmm. stuff like that is like uh, stuff that we see a lot of right now in like you know studio big movies like this. And so I like I like the way they do it in this, where just throw back to those old those cla- like the the first Lord of the Rings films, where I wish more movies did stuff like this. You know, that felt like where it's not just lots of CGI nonsense that doesn't make any sense with some cool moments versus this, where it's all of the stuff, for the most part, logically, you can follow what's happening. They set up the stakes right. The music is done well, and so it all you know feels like it matters, even if it does drag on some sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, not to say like I don't think that stuff is fun, but you know, there's a point where it's like uh, let's uh, let's cut it back, and, and it never veers to like nonstop. Like okay. That's that's enough foolishness, guys. There's just there's just at enough. At this point, it doesn't make sense that there's three movies. I guess <laughs> that is true. That is true because okay, here's the bulk of this is just a fight, basically. Yeah, and 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 here's a big problem I have with the second half, and and maybe this is due be due due to us splitting these movies in half. I wrote down in my notes, Gandalf is a non-entity. Like he does not really do anything. <laughs> And I, I forgot he was there for a, the, the longest time. Then he pops up and he fights some dudes, and then that's it. And then, what does he do for the rest of the movie? Nothing much. So that's disappointing. Um, it's not really like in the Lord of the Rings where he's like wielding his staff and shit in battle. <laughs> he's not doing much of anything here. Yeah, which is disappointing. And 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 is it because now? He did a lot of that stuff in like uh, Fellowship, right? When with the cave troll and everything, like that was. Some uh, he did a lot, like um, in Minas Tirith, when like Minas Tirith is being ransacked, I guess. But was that when he was like Gandalf the White? Like maybe it's because when he's white. Yes, he was Gandalf the White at that point. Maybe when he's the white. Oh, maybe somebody or, or Harrison can can correct me, but like, I guess my assumption was like maybe. It, when he turns into Gandalf the White, he's more like a of a um, badass fighter. fighter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, and I think he also uh, in, the, in the other in the other movies, uh, you feel him you feel his presence more, even if he's not doing stuff like that. He's giving his cool speeches. Yeah. Or giving his, you know, and he's not really like gives one of those in the second half. That's like at the very ending with him and Bilbo. So, That's true. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Maybe I just needed something like that, like you know, because uh, he does that in Return of the King for sure, and he just pops in. And he goes, "Oh, by the way, uh, we're all gonna die. Don't worry." Uh, if he just had that <laughs> moment in here, I'd probably be like, "Okay, he's uh, you know, he has some value here." Uh, but but as it stands now, yeah, I was disappointed that 
Gandalf is just there. He's just he's just not doing much. Um, I want to say something about the uh, splitting these movies. It's like actually for the most of these movies, I think it works really well to split them where we did. But this one, I think it does the, the most disservice. Yeah, it being split like it doesn't really. I think it works much better if you watch the two and a half because it is it is actually pretty short. Even the extended edition isn't super long too long. Yeah. So I think it works really well in one sitting. So what yeah. so what you're saying, Sam, was this was a big mistake, this whole thing. Yes. The whole podcast. <laughs> the whole podcast. Ruined. It was a mistake. <laughs> well this one might I mean I get where he's coming from because what are we I mean this half is really just a battle. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, because it, 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 I was going to say it's hard to even talk about it because it is just battle battle scene after, I mean, sorry, um, you know, battle moment after battle moment uh, covering, you know, about like 40, no, close to like 45 minutes to an hour of this movie. It's just fighting, right? So it's hard yeah, to even talk about all that. you feel it the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, okay, let's, we, we can cut to like something like dramatic stuff happening like with Thorin in the cave. And also remind me because... This is, this is the first time I, I've seen I'm seeing the extended edition, and I don't remember this at all. Is this like throwing stuff in the cave with the with the gold floor extended or not? Yeah, it is. No, that's in the that's in the that's in the theatrical. No, that, that, that's yeah, that's theatrical. Yeah, that's wow. like I I I personally really like that scene until the floor starts to melt, and then it's just <laughs> corny bullshit. Yeah, like, we yeah. get it. We get it. <laughs> We get it. The silhouette under the dragon. He's like under the under the the silhouette of the dragon under the floor. He's like thinking about like, oh god, has, is this what I've become? I'm obsessed with gold. Yada yada yada. Dragon sickness. Yada yada yada. And then I'm they literalize it by making him sink into the floor. I'm like, okay, we get it. Like we get yeah. it. We get it. Like okay, yeah, step step too far. Yeah. It doesn't. If, it, it also it, doesn't help that it looks like utter shit. Right there. <laughs> right there. Times ten. Like times a thousand, bro. Like we get the metaphor. It's fine. And if you're gonna do it, make it look good. Like that CGI scene looks atrocious, dude. Like that that scene looks real bad. <laughs> it's 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 amazing that's taken us this far into the series to really just talk bad about these movies. Because I'm gonna also say Speak that. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I mean, all of us collectively. Um, but. Those scenes with the dwarves in in, 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 in the in the mountain, it's shot not well at all. Because like there's a um, when Thorin talks, to, I forget one of the dwarves' names. Like that 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 dwarf is telling him, "Hey, let's get out there." It's like right before the the, the gold floor sequence. It's like a it's like a two shot or whatever, and they're close ups on their face. Yeah, Dwalin. That looks terrible. The CGI like background behind them looks terrible. It the uh, it. The cinematography is off. I'm just not happy with those shots in that in that scene, and it's the first time in these whole movies where I'm like, like, what happened, guys? Like, what? <laughs> also, uh, real quick, <laughs> I, I really think it's funny how he's just like he breaks the spell right of the gold real quick, and he's just like, uh, hey, my bad. Um, do you want to go fight? <laughs> he's like, that's all I know what to do. We're all good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Let's they're go all fight. just so quick to forgive him for being a fucking douche canoe. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, he doesn't he, have to sick this. He he definitely gets his in the end, uh, which we'll talk about later. Uh, <laughs> wow, I didn't think that was nice, Marcelo. Hey, yeah. uh, oh my god. When well, when we talk, when when we talk about it, I'll, I'll I'll tell you how I really feel. Um, 
I didn't think I was gonna. I didn't think anyone could beat me for negativity on these movies. But Marcel's giving me a run for my money today. Marcel God damn! Been negative since the beginning of this entire episode. Listen, I apologize. It's Marcel's been, it's, like, "Fuck this podcast! I'm gonna take it behind the garage and shoot it in the head." It's been an you know, emotional a brick to the back of the head. Not even a fucking. Gun. It's been a, it's been it's been an emotional day for me, guys. All right. Um. What else is on my list? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I wrote down Thor and his dick, flashbacks, voiceover. Yes, can go ahead, I Harrison. Get, can I get my fucking, the book did this better shit out of the way now? Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's one thing. Uh, so, this ties back to my bullshit about the maps and the distance between Gundabad and the Lonely Mountain from last week. Specifically the fact that, like, at one point, they say, someone says that the Lonely Mountain is an important strategic location for the dark armies of Middle-earth, and that it would allow them to get from Mount Gundabad to the rest of that part of Middle-earth quickly. And again, no, it would not. It's the Lonely Mountain because nothing's fucking near it. So (laughs) they kind of invent a whole reason for these orcs to be there and fighting when the book kind of has a ready-made reason for not orcs but a goblin army to roll in the death of the goblin king is the reason the goblins mobilize and roll up on um erebor one they're greedy as hell and want all the money but two they also want revenge for the for the for the erebor party murdering the goblin king like yeah they they kind of undercut the the power of the gold like once smog is dead everyone wants this fucking gold which is part of why everyone descends on this mountain because they all see an opportunity and like that further reinforces the power of the dragon sickness and the way greed takes hold in people like for in all creeds but like by tossing that out and just being like oh i don't know strategery it kind of just undercuts all like the whole fight for me in a weird way because they also only mention it once they don't have like this whole long conversation about like why everyone is there because that would also be clunky but if you miss that one line it's like yeah i don't know why everyone's fighting it just looks cool (laughs) um i'm gonna be honest i did miss that one line and i was just like yeah everybody's just fighting just because they're fighting it it looks cool that's that's kind of how my uh, that's that, That's the vibe I got from this movie. Everybody's fighting. I know they're fighting because they hate each other, and that's it. So I didn't have that I in mind. Something I never really, yeah. Something I never really thought of. Like, uh, just don't think about too much in these movies in general. Is like why, if you start thinking about too much about like specifically why little battles, why battles are being fought. It's like I think you can overlook that stuff more in the because uh, the, tr- the original trilogy is just so everything works just so well with each other that like you can kind of just just think oh it's thematically important so I don't mm-hmm. give a shit but in this one they try to explain it a little too much and so then it kind of makes you you can't you can't overlook it right like it's just because they they're throwing it in your face like they have specific lines of like oh yeah we're doing this because ABC but but then if you know anything about the material this is based right. on and the world it's set in, their reasoning falls apart immediately. Right. Yeah. Um, so, the okay, I want to talk about this. The uh, the ride to Ravenhill, right? On that sled of the uh, Which Rams. is the whole reason it's rated R. Uh, yeah. This, this one scene is the whole reason the extended edition is rated R. 
we've been heads are gonna roll. Yeah, we've been talking about this for a while, like because I this is the first time I'd seen extended edition, and uh, I was wondering what could possibly be in this movie now that could make it rated R. And yes, it is the fact that this sled that they're riding rides over like eight uh, uh, orcs and explodes them like bloody pimples. It's disgusting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, now I know why it's rated R because all of a sudden they have like red blood shooting out of them. And um, I absolutely love this scene. I think it's fucking great. I think it's like <laughs> I heard it's ridiculous and <laughs> insane. Do you know? Do, do you know? I, I, I don't know. I just think it's fun. Do you know what this reminds me of, guys? The barrel sequence in 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 uh, the last movie. Hello, Pico's a robot for me. Uh oh. Yeah, he's kind of a robot for me too. Everybody's back now. Okay. <laughs> Are we back? I think yeah, so. Back. Yep. Start okay. that thought over. Here we go. I'm going to make an editor's note. Uh, jump to me discussing barrel sequence. Okay. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, barrel. Okay. But guys, do you know what? Do you know what this reminds me of? The barrel sequence? Yes, Ali. Yes, the barrel sequence. <laughs> I think... I think it's it's just as fun and and earlier I was saying yeah sometimes this movie uh, is just too much at times this sequence at times in a, in in and of itself is a bit too much but overall I had fun with it because it's it's like that, a that's non- where I'm coming from yeah it's like a yeah, nonstop like roller coaster ride does it fit necessarily in the movie and the tone no do I care absolutely fucking not I know yeah. it's stupid but it's like just for me it's like might also speak to the state I'm in. Right now, as we're recording this, but like, I just enjoy the hell out of it. I I, I dig it, and I, I, obviously Harrison loves it, right? Harrison, you love this sequence. <laughs> I don't hate it. Um, I think the the thing for me is that it's so like it's so video gamey in the in the w- way that a lot of this movie is that it's like, all right, this is fine. And about halfway through, it gets to be a bit too much. But the thing that's jarring for me in this and it's the same way that like the weird jumps between heavily post-processed footage and GoPro footage jar the hell out of me in the barrel sequence is the way that we will cut from like the typical like the theatrical fights that are pretty bloodless all told to spurts some blood yeah. and viscera and then back to the super bloodless theatrical fight and just every so often we're just punctuated by this like massive spurt of blood of like red blood and then it's gone again and it's just it it really feels like they were like yeah we should add this in for for shits and giggles which like i respect their right to do that but it's super distracting uh yeah it makes me think of like that no one should ever show these movies to someone who's never seen them in uh book order like do not do that like you should show people lord of the rings first please yeah like, exactly because the That's otherwise it's like it gets this over the top and bloody then it's gonna be it's like it's gonna get tame again it's gonna yeah, be mm-hmm. a very strange experience so, and apart from that those films are just so what you've been arguing that this is more like gory than lord of the rings it's not necessarily it's more the spectacle of this is so outside of what we get in lord of the rings okay like the spectacle of return of the king is still reserved 
but like bombastic in a way that like feels true to the world whereas i've been building up to my complaint about this and i'm just going to pull the trigger on this now legless fucking warping time and jumping across the falling bridge is the fucking worst thing ever and feels completely out of step with even the tone of these movies Wait, which which, like, which which moment is that, Harrison? Remind me. When he's fu- when when he's fighting the when he's one with you wanting the guy the the orc with like the metal in his head. I cannot remember the guy's name okay. for the Bolg. life of me. Bolg. But like they're doing the one v one and the tower fucking falls and he's on the other end of like this cavern and Legless is like video game platform like uncharted platforming his way across this bridge <laughs> as it's falling apart and it gets to the oh, point yeah. where he's jumping on fa- rocks that are falling out what? of it in okay. air mm. yeah. like it it is so far and beyond any of the like anime spectacle <laughs> bullshit that's <laughs> even so in the hobbit dumb. movies it's the fucking worst am i and am like, i going to yeah. be the one person who defends this because i yeah, saw that i think so i saw that and thought again We've said this on many episodes. This uh, elvish powers. Exactly. Elves are light as a feather. They have no bones or whatever. You know, they 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 they, they weigh less than a penny. So of course he can they like do not crush snow. He can he can elevate himself on those stones, right? Yeah, it makes complete sense to but me. Then, okay, but then we come and then we end up with the problem of this being a prequel and chronologically, like it fall it falls victim to the prequel problem of like taking star wars for an example where the fuck is all this super flashy lightsaber combat and like a new hope like why why are they just standing there hitting each other with lightsabers like without moving where's the flip where's the sick flips and shit it's the same thing here like legolas if you're capable of fucking warping time and like jumping up like moving faster than like the speed of sound you just let gandalf fucking die where oh, were yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he he was there, right? And uh, yeah, and like if you can cross this fucking cavern, this um, this crevasse, while the while the while the tower in the middle is falling, you can like sprint over, grab Gandalf, and sprint back before like the Balrog's whip goes off. Like, what what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, I uh, honestly, that's not even like the craziest moment. For legless uh, for me in this movie, it's t- for me. It's the moment where the he grabs. Bat. Yeah, that bat moment where he. <laughs> yeah, the bat's also shitty. Uh, that is a bit more not egregious, but a bit more over the top to me. And I still dug it. I'm still like, sure. He 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 hangs onto that bat and kills like 50 bad guys from uh, while hanging off that bat. <laughs> yeah, the funniest shit though. I gotta say this real quick, man. Is this is this adds to like how kind of mean this movie is. It's like <laughs> he rides the bat. He's like kicking ass with the bat, and then he has to like kill the fucker when he <laughs> and when he dismounts. You know what I'm saying? Like he he doesn't even like just leave the bat. He just like has to slay it. And you're like, that's hilarious, dude. And I think it's a missed opportunity that. Tyrion didn't get to fuck Bolg up properly. Like, yeah, know, I feel like it's set up so well, and it's like, no, let's do it. Like, they they could have yeah. got something going, yeah. but like they were talking and shit, and it's like, dude, come on, man. Like, but, uh, but before we get to her, I want to quickly mention. I'm glad Rocky brought up the word uh, how mean this movie is, because going all the way back to that discussion of like the violence in the Lord of the Rings versus the violence in the Hobbit movies, like. I, I agree this movie is like maybe a bit too mean because there's moments like we said like those de- those decapitations and the blood just 
being red and like just exploding out of the orcs now which is like a visceral a, a visceral image but also moments like we and we talked about this but I'm gonna go back to it when they have that sleigh ride and they run over like a a wolf like one of those dog things and it's yeah. like it's unnecessary it's it's a violent death yeah. where that dog is just he explodes in the in in, in, in like a puddle of blood and it's it, it took me out of Marcello. it for a bit yeah Here's the thing that I've I've noticed, and um, I think um, Ali might have po- was almost going to point to this, where she was like saying like the original trilogy is not violent, you know, like you know kind of moment where the, the the original trilogy has a ton of violence, a lot of decapitations, like Boromir is being skewered in the first film, you know, and you can go on. There's a lot of moments where people are getting fucked up in those movies. Uh, Meets back on the menu is a good example where we see entrails being thrown in the air and shit, right? But when it comes to the Hobbit films, the level of violence on the first film and the second film are pretty normal for the most part. And in this film, it's like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> this film, and I think that's why we're like, whoa! Like, because it's, it's they literally slide the scale all the way up. Like, you it's You know nuts. what it is also? I think that for me, like, this feels more, like, this entire trilogy just feels more cartoony than Lord of the Rings does, so I'm not super, like, taken aback by the gore in this, or by the violence in this one, as I would have been if we saw the exact same thing happen in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. I get and that. I, I, I had a thought now, of like, while recording this, of, like, an alternate reality where they had where Peter Jackson just said, fuck it, and just made these movies, like the Tintin movies, Oh my like, god! Like that would have been like that. Just thinking of that world of like that'd have been uh, wild. Would have been crazy. Listen, if he had just committed to that, I would be entirely on board. Like if that was the tone he had set from the beginning and was just like, "This is what we're doing with these," as opposed right. to trying to match the tone with Lord of the Rings, I would be so much more on board. Yeah. Now wait, uh, are we saying just a a CGI 3D? Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Movie? yeah, honestly, fully, yeah, fully yeah. like Tintin, fully like Tintin. So okay. it's one visual aesthetic that you can get behind, and I think that's where like a lot of Harrison's criticisms were coming from because a lot of it doesn't quite gel as one visual vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some of it is a little messy. Oh, strange. I think it works yeah. better. Honestly, it worked better in theaters for me. I think like something about the way that these look. Like I saw them in 3D, and I think that's partially why these movies look a little weird. I think the 4K looks good, mm-hmm. but at the same time, certain scenes just look fucking washed out as hell because mm-hmm. of the fact that they were lit differently, specifically for the 3D. And the high uh, frame rate. Yeah. So I remember not having oh, yeah. much of an issue seeing an IMAX then versus mm-hmm. like this. And I still like it, I'm just saying. It's an yeah. odd, I also a weird feeling. I also think one a, a sticking point for me, and why we why I think a reason the violence in this feels weirder than the violence in Lord of the Rings is because Lord of the Rings is ultimately concerned about the effects of violence on people, not necessarily the violence itself. Whereas The Hobbit is nine times out of ten focused on how over the top the actual violence itself is at least in Battle of Five Armies. The spectacle is the violence itself, not necessarily the great conflict between these two, like, right. these two moralistic centers uh, and the way they clash together. Like, 
which is why like that's probably for me why it sits weird because all i can think about is <laughs> theme and stuff so <laughs> yeah i was i was gonna ask you harrison because like we we had some great conversation or you had you know uh some great thoughts on lord of the rings and modernism and all those themes running through those three movies but now we reach the hobbit and i'm interested to hear your aspect of like what the themes here are in this movie in particular are there any <laughs> i mean there's always a theme and always like meaning that you can draw from any material but if you're asking me to analyze (laughs) the hobbit the battle of the five armies i can't do it um mostly because i'm not as familiar with that source material um because like tolkien did originally just write it as a children's book and like a means to work on that language yeah just gloss over the yeah and it's just the battle yeah I mean, he does that in the original... He does that in The Lord of the Rings as well, because, like, that's not his focus. Right. But it's a much more condensed... Like, I would would have to read it again, and I'm... The issue is is I am, like, now two years removed from graduating uh, my master's program, and and when we started recording this, I was deep in it and taking (laughs) classes on modernism in World War I. Um... So I'm also just far enough removed from that mode of thinking that I can't exactly pull that in anymore. Yeah, which is which certainly dates this podcast because when we started recording, it was two years ago, and now and I was teaching. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck, man? That's and so now, weird. yeah, and now we're recording the day before this episode comes out. So that's how far away we're, we're removed from when we first started talking about these movies. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't we just jump to Tariel and the Hot Dwarves, right? There's well, there's one. <laughs> and the Hot Dwarves. And the Hot Dwarves. I'm glad you said that. Uh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Uh, thank H- you. Yeah. H A W T. Band name. Yeah. Tariel and the Hot Dwarves. Tariel and the, the Hot, hot Dwarves. <laughs> So I had forgot. Well, uh, we, I, I, th- I think somebody mentioned, you know, the fate of one of these uh, hotties, but then I forgot the other one also dies, which is a, a yeah, surprise to me. Point, All right? three of the them whole, die. The whole line of well, Durand yeah, dies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is an, which is which I did not expect. I was like, oh, okay. All. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that. Go ahead, guys. Talk about these deaths here. I hate it here. You hate it. <laughs> Talk about death. <laughs> and what it- I just personally think hot people shouldn't die. I, I in this uh, essay uh, I will. <laughs> uh, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. I mean beyond I me mean, living I don't forever. Disagree. Uh I think the uh, <laughs> Thorin uh not Thorin, but like I I it is it, these just I didn't expect them because I'm not familiar with the Hobbit story at all, oddly enough. So I don't know who checked out and who like would win and you know die and they all that all shit. They all die in the book too. They all die. Like no, just Keely, Feely, and uh, Thorin. Yeah, those three. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I meant like the three ones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I genuinely did not expect like you know the villain to fucking skewer homeboy and throw him down the fucking mountain. You know, yeah, and, like, that was all, surprising. All, you know, I, I was a little. Well, I don't like, think that d- happens in the book though. 
No, okay, so that's my confusion. Because again, I don't know who checks out and I don't know who like buys it and you know whatever. Right. So it was all fresh for me. Like watching them perish was like, oh shit, they're, they're actually gonna kill this motherfucker right now. Like like that was one of those moments for me. So mm. I don't know. So it was kind of cool going in a little uh, blindish. I th- I'll, I'll, what I'll say is that I think the uh, foreign death uh, with Bilbo, like, I think that works really well. I think that scene is really great. I think they both do a great job. Uh, Dying. It, it knocks me over. Uh, especially this time, I was I was crying. Aww. No, I, uh, uh, um, yeah, let's jump to that real quick, because I, I have to say, yeah, I got emotional watching that, and I think it's 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 thanks to Martin Freeman's performance. Yeah, he kills it. Yep. He's amazing in this, and for whatever negative thing I say about this movie, like, Freeman's performance as Bilbo is, is he's like the shining light. He's like, what what, what makes this movie for me? Um, and that moment particularly, yeah, yeah he, it got me. It got me. He, he's good at his job, like that guy. You know, he, he has a, like a hyperactive, like, energy that really works for the character he's playing right there, but he's able to do moments like that. Like when the dramatic beats need to hit, like he's able to pull them off. You know, yeah, like the voice breaks, the, uh, yeah, the repeating when words. Tra- it's dude, when he's trying to get him to come back. The Eagles. When he's, oh, yeah. God. Oh God. Yeah. You're just like, dude, fam. Like he delivered. You know, that's all I'm trying to say. Like if I was directing that scene, I'd be the happiest dude of this guy delivering that level of performance. Like during a death scene, I'd be so happy. I'd be like, yes. Like let's get it. Like let's fucking go. That's it. So yeah, he delivers. I, I have to just you know uh, agree with everything you're saying. He's magic in that scene. Yeah, I think a lot of it also might come down to the fact that like they spend so long together, like the actors, like where they become like where they're just all the time together. That's gonna add to the performance too. I think like where they they're just like in the shit. Like you know, like these these movies like take a lot of effort a lot of collaboration a lot you know it's where yeah all movies do but there's something specific with these movies where they go to New Zealand in the middle of no you know they're away from their homes they're like making these movies for like a year plus like that's that's a lot yeah it's what sam said um actors have a gypsy life and they'll work on a you know job for three months move two months move you know really quick jobs but these lord of the ring jobs are fucking long jobs mm-hmm. like yeah. they're crazy long jobs so yeah what sam said times 10 it's like that's or maybe he was finally done with that bitch i hate this man so much like you know they just hate each other and they're just like dude i can't wait to film this death scene get him out of here bro i'm glad like, that one like... got you fuck you <laughs> yeah, exactly he stabbed me to the foot too you dumb bitch yeah he's like crying you know one moment like oh he's dead and then like <laughs> shoves him off like get oh it's tears of me. joy get yeah. the fuck off yeah me. yeah yeah like uh i think it adds to it i just think they're, they're on a job for so fucking long that they're just like yeah man like brotherhood camaraderie you know fam that kind of thing and then on the other side of that like i don't really care too much about the uh like keely tarot thing i don't think it's bad oh, necessarily oh. <laughs> just for me it's like I don't think it's bad I don't think it it does hit like cause she eventually mm-hmm. is a good you know, very good actor uh, but like overall the didn't hit me the same way it was just so random I mean like now that we've had to rewatch them I guess I agree that 
It's just so weird to watch. Like, I don't think that they had chemistry, honestly. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Like, thinking about it now, they had they met, what, in the last movie? Uh, yep. When, when yep. he was, like, in that prison cell, right? Mm-hmm. For, for a fleeting second. together. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then, like, she, she helped him after he got sick or whatever later on. I, I, I can't remember. It's been so long. Um, it had two dates. They had two dates. Yeah, it's frankly similar to... Dates in fucking sneer quotes, too, right. by the way. They had two 30-second conversations, and now she's crying over his quote. God, I don't know. The way, oh, man, the way Lee Pace rolls in, and, it, and she's like, why does it hurt so much? And the way he just says, because it was real, is the funniest <laughs> shit in this whole movie it's so goddamn bad it's so fucking funny listen if there was chemistry and if i like if i perhaps was even more invested because i am invested just because i love her and i i understand the sentiment but Mm -hmm. if it was more you know easy to be invested with more people i think those lines would have not been so bad Right. No. In 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 a better in a better context, that that would have worked a hundred percent. But like, the fact that uh, Thrandwell fucking hates Toriel's guts the entire fucking her. thing, and now he's like, <laughs> oh, they're there. I know. I know you had. I know Legolas has the hots for you, but I can clearly see that what you and this dwarf you knew for maybe thirty minutes <laughs> overall was real. <laughs> So yeah. I'm going to distantly, coldly comfort you and just be like, it's okay to feel sad. Emotions are hard. It's the fucking funniest thing in the world. I can't help but burst he out laughing every time. Oh, well, yeah. All right. Lee Pace. Listen, I I liked that exchange, okay? I don't know. Uh, again, I said earlier early in the episode, I'm, I'm, I'm in an emotional state. Um, I don't know. Same. It's 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 a it's a dumb line on the face of it, you know. Uh, uh, but I don't know. I bought it, and and I remember we had this conversation when they first met, and it's like love at first sight. I kind of believe in that, you know, for, for this in this context anyway. So I yeah, bought a fantasy. Yeah, it's, fantasy it's, it's a fantasy movie. Battles, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't, you know, it should have been, you know, uh, more thoroughly uh, uh, strung out and should have been more context, should have been, you know, a third or fourth date, you know, uh, but should have been like maybe more kissing in there. But uh, there was just enough. Can I say that because they had this entire romantic thing happening when I was watching them in theaters, I thought they were going to keep them alive, honestly, because it would not have made sense to me. If such a like short-lived romantic relationship ended because he fucking died, yeah. I was honestly thinking that they were gonna keep him and his brother alive, but nope. And and now I have to wonder like what happened to this fictional character of of, of Tario yeah, after Tario? this? Yeah. yeah, what 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 happened to her? Don't worry about it. No, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't it, matter. We're, we're never gonna know. Um, but that's the fate of Tario. She is sad forever. Uh, lost in the... Uh, see, and I, I understand having implemented her because it would be nice to see more women in these movies. Just doing away with her and, like, literally making her just pointless is worse than not having had a woman in the movie to begin with. Oh, yeah, I gotcha, yeah. Because uh, it's it's frustrating that her end, like, hangs on this dwarf's death and I'm like, right. yeah, like she should have had a, a, a better arc, better, not better just romantic arc. Yeah, better yeah, send off. Yeah. yeah. 
Because that's the last we see of her, right? She just said. Yeah, even if it was just like her going with Legolas to meet Aragorn, because then you can just create a world where like, oh yeah, she went up to something. And now it's like, we literally never see her again after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's sad moment. Like, yeah. I didn't even put that together. That really sucks, <laughs> actually. Yeah. I didn't until this moment either. <laughs> that is a blight. <laughs> it's disappointing, is what I'm saying. Because, like, yeah, like I said, like I would like to see what happens to her afterwards. You know, because I I felt very much truncated with her. Like, oh, that's it. That's all we're gonna get from her. It's just her being sad with this dude dying. Okay, she's a cool character, but I wish I had more. Wish I had more. Um, okay, wh- where are we in this? I know we're jumping around. Um, we're literally done. That was yeah. <laughs> I put hot twins die, Thorin dies. <laughs> um, I think I to talk about is like, yeah, we kind of ignored uh, the stuff that happened in Dale, but I'm okay with it. Because I don't really give a shit. I'm gonna be honest. Like, <laughs> I could like I, as much as we love Bard yeah. in the last one. Yeah, like, even like Albert wears a dress and gets fucking <laughs> eaten. Wait, and yeah, did, that's about it. Did you say Albert or Alfred? Uh, Alfred, sorry. Albert, I, oh, oh. Is it? I can't remember. No, this man doesn't stick in my head. I'm pretty sure it's fucking it's Alfred. 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 Yeah, it's Alfred. Alfred. Got you, Harrison. Okay, Got that's you. on me. Fuck That's you. on me. Gotcha. All right. Sorry, I don't remember the characters that were made up for the fucking movie. <laughs> it's 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 a bit disappointing. Speaking of non-entities, like Bard is there. He does some, but again, at the end, he's just like, "What? That's it? Okay." Um, yeah, I like what he does in the first half of this movie. Yeah, for sure. But in this stuff, it's like, at this point, I just don't give a shit. Like, I, it's, it's not bad. I don't think it's, but whatever. It just doesn't affect. Like, I. Just don't really care. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Alfred gets like that fate of getting catapulted into like a troll's mouth, which is weird. Like Gandalf would have died if it weren't for Alfred being a fucking asshole. <laughs> like is that the? Uh, that that's the lesson we're we're learning. What else? Can, what else can we say about this uh, as we as we approach the final moments? Because we have we touched enough on Thorne's death? Because yeah, his his final fight on the ice. What do we think of that? Oh god, that's what a weird fight that it's is. It's so man. bad, like, honestly. It, it's such a, yeah, it kind of is because uh, the setting is cool. Like you're on thin ice, but you know <laughs> that kind of like that kind of stupid shit. But like the the whole like him just like faking like he's dead underwater and then being like I got this right I know exactly where your foot is, bitches. <laughs> Stabbing it correctly. There's something like really like. I don't know. There's a horror film vibe they're going for, but it just seems so like off. It also takes and, so and long. It's it's just mad goofy that fight scene. I don't know. Like uh, it's just it's just kind of weird to me. I don't know. It's it's just there. Especially, just a, just... especially in terms of the other like one-on-one fights that the series has had. Like it, it this doesn't even rank. Like it's it's a big nothing of a finale. It's so and, and weird. I, and, not just that, but I'm thinking back to like the first film, right, of this series, where it actually truly is horrifying when that dude like throws, you know, the dude's head, you know, at his feet, and he's just like, no, and they get into like a for real, you know, fight, and you're that's that to me is like a lot scarier than the vibe that they're going for in that, you know. Uh, granted, it's two different settings. This one's a war, and one's like a one v one fight, but 
anyway, like just, uh, just the the vibe is a lot more horrifying in the and, other one. This one, this one was just weird. But also, even in this movie, like the first half of this movie starts with the the throwdown at Dolgo Door, and it's just three one v ones all happening at the same time. Mm. And this doesn't even come close to that. And this is supposed to be like your uh, like narrative conclusion for Thorin's story, right? Just yeah, it feels it falls flat. It it feels very uh, anticlimactic, you know. It's mm-hmm. funny though. Like I I agree with everything you guys are saying, but at the same time, it's like it's one of those things where when I'm watching it, like when I'm watching these movies, it doesn't, that stuff doesn't bother me. But it's like when I think about it analytically, like breaking down bit by bit. Yeah, a lot of it doesn't work. But on the whole, I guess we'll talk about that when we do the last thoughts. But like. On the whole, I like this trilogy a great deal. And actually, I like watching it, but not necessarily thinking about it analytically, you know. Uh, but I don't know if that's just me. I, I dig it for the most part. I'm not 100% negative on it. I, I actually kind of like that eye-opening under the ice thing, because like, I think Rocky said it's... It's like the horror elements that Peter Jackson just decides to throw in this fight. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Let, let him have that. Um, I don't know. It, it suits me fine. It's not great. It should have been something else entirely. Um, but anyway. And then, I don't know, but, but what, what seals the deal for me is just that final scene with like with uh, Thorne and Bilbo. And it, it's, it's like, fine, okay. That's, that's a fitting end, I guess. Uh, um... Ale, in, 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 any thoughts on that ice fight as we approach the end? No. No? Fair enough. No. <laughs> let's, let's move on. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, the eagles. Hey, the eagles are oh, here. Oh, the fifth army. The fifth army, right? That's what I shouted at the screen. Oh, it's the fifth army. It's the eagles. <laughs> the eagles and one bear. Why just the one bear? Do you not it's remember Bayorn. who the bear is? It's no. Bayorn. Oh, okay. I forgot. The, the Morphin the the, Man. The, the shapeshifter oh, man. That fucker that I don't like. That's just a weird dude without pants. The Morphin Man. The Morphin Man. <laughs> turns into a bear, goddamn. I think that's what he sings. Like when he's like, he's making his pancakes in the morning. He's just singing that shit. And the dwarves are like, God, I hate these shapeshifting motherfuckers. They're like cranky about it. All right. Well, thank you for reminding me of that. Uh, morphing motherfucker. Um, okay. Uh, the, I got you. The elves come in. I mean, sorry. The eagles come in. My my bad. They save the day, and that's that's about it. That's all she wrote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we just get the funeral. Yeah, we we'll get the funeral. Durin guys and the crowning of Dane. And then Bilbo going back to Bag End. And I do love this scene. Sold. I do love the Bilbo saying yeah. that the dwarf scene. I think it's perfect. Because, again, I think that's why, that's partially why I like this trilogy so much, is, like, all the problems we do have with it. I think the dwarf stuff, like, the, just the way dwarves and Bilbo get along, and the, I think it's really sweet, and uh, it's just a nice, touching moment. Again, it comes down to Martin Freeman just rocking yeah. the shit out of it. I was I was touched when he said, uh, "Feel free to come over, tease at four, uh, don't knock." Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really good. Got an got an emotional there watching it. Um, and he says goodbye, and then I do want to touch on this stuff because um, this had Revenge of the Sith vibes for me. 
Like, there's a lot of death. There's a lot of setup to a movie that's already been made. Um, yeah, we uh, we mentioned before, uh, Legolas gets sent on a mission to meet Strider. Um, uh, and then Gandalf talks to Bilbo about the ring, all this setup. Um, how do we feel about that? Because I'm like, it. I don't know. I, so I'm I, glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that up because as far as Avengers of the Sith, like, I think Avengers of the Sith is a stronger film overall, but I think this wrap-up stuff works a lot better for me than the last 10 minutes of... I, I love Avengers of the Sith, but I hate the last 10 minutes. And this is kind of like... I actually think the wrap-up stuff... It's a, it's a fine comparison, but I think it works better for me. Uh, let me ask Rocky. Rocky, how do you feel, how do you feel about that wrap-up stuff? This uh, leading into... I guess this leads into fellowship, yeah. It's okay, but, like, at the same time, like, you know, if, if you're asking me to, like, uh, which, which you're not, but, like, you're asking me how I feel about it, I, th- I think it's just average. But, like, you know, if it was my creative choice, I would have left it out. Like, obviously, these are prequels where you know where they're going to go. You don't have to be like, go meet this uh, <laughs> ranger of the north that I keep hearing about. And everyone's supposed to go, yo, that's the go <laughs> Like, how are you supposed to act? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how are you supposed to, like, you know? It's just a little too much. It's just a little, like, we get it. And that, that's the, that's my thing. It's it's a, it's too much. It's like, we get it. The audience is always, like, crazy smart, especially when it comes to, I'm not going to say, like, nerdy properties, but properties like Star Wars, Star Wars like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, you know, or properties like that. They know this shit, like, inside and out. You don't have to fucking... You know, hold them by the hand, dude. They, they, yeah. You don't have to pander. Thank you. That's what I should have said. You do not have to pander. You can literally just tell your story, and we know that mm-hmm. fellowship is next. <laughs> you don't have to like. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go into the mad detail. Well, and about, the, well, like, I think one thing that's funny is like uh, Lee Bates is like uh, you have to discover his name on your own. Why? Is Ar- <laughs> like is Aragorn like? A magic fucking name, like <laughs> uh, he's like Voldemort, uh, right? Can't say. I was about to do that. There you go. It's yeah. It's like they hand you jewels, like you know, this one's for the audience, so the audience uh, member can, can can feel involved. I knew that. You know I what know I mean? what he's talking like, about. It's it's Captain America. I understood that reference. <laughs> you know, it's 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 that bullshit. It's the, they want you to have that feeling, but it's like we get it. You know, like fuck. And we're like ah, but well, no, let me, let's I still jump. love you, PJ. Yeah, let's let's jump ahead to uh, Ian Home popping back up, and I want to go to Ale with her thoughts on like yeah that connective tissue, connecting this to Fellowship, and Ian Home popping up in the end, and that scene, that's like I forget if I'm, I'm sure they shot it like rec- like for this movie right, and it's supposed to connect. It's supposed to be the same scene as Fellowship, but anyway, you, you know what I'm talking about uh, Ale. How do you feel about Ian Home coming back at the very end and like? connecting to fellowship i don't mind that as much as i mind the whole like what you guys were just talking about with legolas having to (laughs) go find strider and shit like and us having to know that that's where he's going do you know what i mean like i actually like the way that it ends like the actual very very end of the movie i like yeah everything before that i'm like you know yeah, I see where you guys are coming from now. I guess. I, I agree, though. I think the final little beat isn't really nice. 
I don't know. I, I think it's, that's how I would have ended it. Just kind of a nice, like, especially that pan of, like, it, you know, shows him go to the door. And then it, like, you know, turns to show the map. Uh, I think it's a nice final beat. Yeah. Ha- yeah, I agree. Harrison, your thought, uh, since you're a map lover, uh, how'd you feel about the final scene of this, the final moment of this showing a map? How'd you feel about that? <laughs> Map's good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I do like the fact that it ends on Ian Holm again, considering that's how um, Unexpected Journey starts. Um, and considering the fact that the Hobbit book is in universe written by Bilbo, yeah. uh, like it, 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 it makes sense to come back out to Ian Holmes, Bilbo having like worked on working on the book as like the framing narrative for this. Uh, I also really like, uh, the sequence where Martin Freeman's Bilbo comes back and everyone's like, Oh, we thought you were dead. We're oh, yeah. foreclosing on your house and selling oh, all yeah, your love shit. That. Love it. And you see Lobelia Sackville Baggins walking out with all the spoons. And I'm just like, like th- that's, that's the kind of shit. Like those are the details from the book that they like do a good job at keeping in. Cause like in fellowship of the ring, they specifically talk about um, Lobelia Sackville Baggins keep, keeps trying to steal <laughs> Bilbo's spoons for some yeah. reason. And when he leaves, he <laughs> leaves the spoons to her. Uh, so she can like, because she apparently can't fucking afford to buy her own. <laughs> it's the, it's the best diss in the world. Um, so I'm glad that they left that stuff in there. But yeah, like everyone's saying like the super fucking forced, audience will know who this is it's just as bad as benedict cumberbatch in wrath in um not wrath of khan sorry fucking into darkness going i am khan when khan hasn't been fucking said in the entire movie and no one in that universe knows who the fuck khan is (laughs) like it's specifically a wink for the audience and it kind of breaks the world of the film in a way yeah it's just it's shitty and forced in a way that like in the same way that the last 10 minutes of revenge of the sith are shitty and forced well, uh, I already know what we're going to do next. We're just going to do Star Wars movies in the next series, Listen. right? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I just I'm 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 glad I brought that up because it just that distinctly hit hit my mind seeing this again. It was Revenge of the Sith, and I don't know if that's it can have been intentional, but it also just feels like very much like if you're going to do a prequel in the modern age. It had, you know, a blockbuster prequel. It has to follow kind of that, those steps of like leading people into a movie we've already seen. Which I'm like, is that unavoidable? Like, can you make a prequel without doing that? Without yeah, you make a good point. Yeah, do it. Do it only once. Literally, or, or literally, you know? just don't do it. Like, yeah. see what happens. Just don't <laughs> don't put in that super explicit connective tissue. Just let just let the thing exist in the world. Just let it be. R- just let it right. be. Ranked at first place, don't ever do it. Ranked at second place, only fucking do it once. <laughs> Ranked at third place, bronze medal is overdoing it with multiple scenes of fucking doing it. Like, uh, I much prefer deleting the Legolas scene and keeping Ian home because we all love fucking Ian home. Yeah. <laughs> and watching, watching him come back is amazing always and just watching him do dialogue is a treat. And just, of course, well, him welcoming his friend to the front door again, that's the magic and the feeling and the warmth, you know, that you want. From these oh, movies, cry. yeah, it's like that. That's beautiful shit. It's like your homie's coming over, and you're about to talk about this grand old thing. You haven't seen him in fucking years, and you're just like, "Hey, man, remember the time we fucking did this original trilogy, and these assholes had a podcast on us, and they were talking <laughs> shit the whole time?" But you know, we did the adventure anyway, and like, it's really dope. And I'm being home, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I want to say for my final thoughts. It's like, agreed. Like, yeah, as much as it would have been interesting, you know, I would have loved uh, the Game of the Toro version. It would have been very interesting to see. But at the end of the day, I'm very happy with how all this stuff turned out. You know, like, like, could it have been better? Could it have been a little neater and more? Uh, yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, I'm like, the feeling hits me still. I think it's, I'm glad, you know, Peter Jackson and his crew got to come back together after, what, 12 years. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, I have issues, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I'll quickly say my final thoughts and then we'll go to everybody else. Like, I this is my least favorite of these of the hobbit movies but there's still a lot that i like i ended up liking this more this time watching it than when i first saw it um uh, yeah i mean like i said like i'm frustrated by how some character how how characters arcs end in this like like tariel and like bard i wish they had more of a fitting ending um but other than that like it's it's fun there i mean i did get emotional during moments the performances like especially freeman is like amazing so it works i mean i i wouldn't mind watching this again so that's saying a lot because like when i first started doing this podcast with you guys i'm like i i i'm scared of watching the hobbit movies so now sure. i'm like yeah I, I can be watch these 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 are fun enough i can i uh, you know i can sit down and watch all six of them now so there you go. That's that's the biggest compliment I can say about this. It's like, yes, I'm a fan of all these, even though I have major problems with the third one. I, uh, I think I think these Hobbit movies are good. Um, that's my final thought. Um, let's go to Ale. Your final thoughts on Battle of the Five Armies. Um, can I do like final thoughts on just the Hobbit in general? Let's do it. The, because... Yeah. I've always been uh, a defender of this movie, but or this trilogy, but um, I'm glad that we did this because I'm more aware of things now that don't work, and I'm more <laughs> open to talking about them. And it's kind of actually uh, deepened my love for them because they are so flawed, and I can see it now, I guess. But... I'm glad we did this. That way I can stop blindly defending it and just take it for what it is. So thank you guys for doing that. Oh. But I do quite like this movie and this trilogy still. I would rewatch it. I don't have a problem rewatching them. And yeah, I still think that they're of of value. There you go. Uh, I, I, I want to say like that I mentioned this throughout the series, but like I think especially for these movies, the appendices are must watch because like even if you you might not you might it might not make you like these movies if you don't i think it'll make you respect them and like Mm -hmm. maybe make you a little less angry or whatever like (laughs) because they come from a good place like there's no i did not detect any cynicism these will come from a place of like they come from a good you know true honest place even if they don't fully come together yeah um rocky what about your final thoughts on battle of the five armies and maybe the hobbit trilogy in general 
No, I, I like them. You know, I think they're fine. I'm, I'm more in love with the original trilogy, of course. I, I think those films are just way too perfect, you know, and it's hard to top that. But there is enough heart and warmth in these films that you can't really overlook. It's like, for the parts that they misstep on, there's, like, way more positivity that kind of... Uh, overshadows it so I kind of I got to give it points you know there is a couple parts where it does fall on its face but there are again way more moments of just like amazingness man like um, uh, in all three films frankly there's moments of just like damn that was really good like that that was really touching or really profound really sweet and one moment in particular is when James Nesbitt in the first film um, Martin Freeman's about to leave and he's just like I gotta go like I don't belong here you know, and Nesbitt doesn't get mad at him, and I brought this up already, but, like, just the way he doesn't get mad at him, he's just like, yeah, you gotta go, dude, like, you follow your heart kind of thing, you know, like, that moments like that matter to me big time in these huge-ass, like, epic things, and if you can give me those, I'm happy. And again, that dwarf song is so powerful that, like, I would've watched 37 films with these dwarves, because <laughs> that, that, that song is hard as hell, dude. <laughs> I love it. But, no, to, uh, to answer your question, I like them. I like Battle of the Five Armies. It's definitely the loudest and the most obnoxious of the three, but um, there's still beats in there that I really, really like. Uh, it's fine. You know, I'm really cool with it. I love the original trilogy more, but I'm cool with this um, Hobbit trilogy. I, of course, I would have loved Guillermo del Toro's vision, of course. But uh, we got what we got, and they're not complete trash. They're not unwatchable trash. They're like good-hearted, weird movies that still feel like foreign films, thankfully. That's the vibe I always look for on these uh, joints, especially from Peter Jackson. They feel like they're from, like, from overseas. They don't feel like American-made Hollywood studio films, and I will always appreciate that about them big time. So that's my two cents. Uh, Harrison, your final, final thoughts by the Five Armies right Hobbit there. Trilogy. Yeah. Um, so, like Rocky said, I really do appreciate the fact that Jackson got to make these, and I can easily imagine giving this to someone like a, a, a Hollywood director, a, an American director, and it just turning into the most cynical, cash grabby kind of thing yeah. in the world, and that would have been miserable. Um, I obviously not a huge fan of these, but also anyone like I, I fundamentally disagree with anybody that like thinks that these are like atrociously bad. They're not. There is a lot of good in there. The relationship stuff between all of the dwarves and Bilbo and Gandalf and the, the main cohort works really well until like it starts to kind of crumble at the end. Um, and character arcs just kind of slam into walls as opposed to like actually wrapping up but like if if anyone listening thinks that these are like affronts to cinema really take a good look in the mirror and think about what your priorities are because <laughs> right. these are really not that bad as far as like no movies of this scale go it's just so hard because I know that the people that feel that way are only feeling that way because of what the Lord of the Rings trilogy is, you know, because in comparison, yes, they're not, they're not as great, and so I guess right. just by comparison, they're even worse than they actually are in their minds. But they're not that bad. They're they're not that bad, but also like just the way they've kind of they these movies have kind of in a way become 
easy punching bags in the same way that Return of the King kind of became an easy punching bag with the endings nonsense. Mm. So like ultimately go fo- go watch these and go form your own opinions. Don't let in don't let the discourse shape your opinion too much because I've been extremely critical of all of these movies and I and like I did I did enjoy watching these again for the first time in theaters. Am I good for another 8 years? Yeah, I don't need to watch <laughs> these again, but I'm glad I own them. I'm glad I went on I'm glad we did this project. I'm glad I rewatched them. Cuz there is a lot of redeeming material in here. Yeah, one thing I want to say like uh Harrison's clear to me that like as, as critical as you, as you are of them, you never come to the point where like I don't like Peter Jackson anymore. You know, it's never to that point where you're like yeah, they have issues, and they. Uh, I think again, I think we're all just repeating ourselves at this point. But like, it seems to come from a good place, and like, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's still one of the good guys of, uh, for sure of these, of uh, big budget movies. I think like, yeah, even when he falls on his face, he like, I, I, I'm a big fan of him. And it's also worth saying that. We have we haven't talked about it a lot here, but a lot of the weird quality swings in these movies can be firmly placed at the feet of Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers fucked this production real hard mm. from the start. Yeah, that's their job, right? <laughs> <laughs> they like fucking things up. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it's a topic we we may we may talk about in the future um, because as we I just want to say as we wrap up. This, this episode and this series as it is now uh, just to reiterate some of y'all's points like, I'm glad we did this journey Like uh, I love going through the Lord of the Rings films because I love those films I love going back to the Hobbit films and I have no, yeah. I have a new appreciation of those films now um, this, was, this was amazing, I'm glad I talked you into it, I'm glad we sat down and did all this and it's coming out on schedule Thankfully, like I, <laughs> I've had fun editing these and recording these with y'all. So, just know that it was fun. Okay, uh, I joke, I joke all the time, but yeah, I'm being sincere now. This was a fun project to do, um, and yeah, again, and you're still breaking up with us. I'm, but yeah, but that's a big but. I gotta end it here, guys. I gotta go do like a Twilight series and like Southland Tales. I got I got stuff on the on the back burner. I gotta do so. I gotta leave you to to do what you want. All right. Well, don't come back. <laughs> then you find out that it ain't shit out there. <laughs> okay, but before we go, I want to touch on this because we touched on it slightly in the beginning. Would you, and this is you don't have to agree to this, but. You know, this cannot be the, the, this might not be the end of going home steep, um, because we can come back in bonus episodes. We can talk about the appendices, and much to Harrison's chagrin, we can talk about the animated uh, Lord of the Rings films and the Hobbit. <laughs> I don't films. understand why I don't understand why you think I hate these. Like I like those movies fine. They're memes, but they're fine. I cannot take those cartoons seriously. They're so deeply funny to me. <laughs> Um, but yes, I do want to eventually force Harrison to watch them. Um, just, just like I, I've seen them already, my guy. You're not forcing me to do anything. Just force to force you to rewatch them. Just to just All to watch right. you square. Um, but yes, we'll talk Clear. about it. We'll we'll I think we'll come back. And hey, down the line, there's the Amazon Lord of the Rings show. Which we have to come back and talk about. I a can't, billion dollars. Yeah, I can't promise we're going to do an episode by episode recap, but 
we'll do something for that. When, when, when do that a seasonal out. recap. Well, we seasonal, can do it by yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but just we know- can we can threaten an episode by episode <laughs> recap if I the know. listeners are bad. But just know oh. that it took us three years to do fourteen episodes of this series. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Uh, yeah. But yes, I think I think we'll be back because uh, again, I enjoy talking to you guys. I enjoy talking about Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth and The Hobbit and all this, all this fantasy stuff. So yes, so let's come back and do something else eventually. Um, but that's I think that's it. Does anybody want to say something before we close it out for good for now? Nope. Nope. Is that is that nope. it? Are we done? It's like it it We're is like, done. It is it is it is like I'm breaking up with somebody. I can't. I go can't, read the books. I can't find like the, the <laughs> yeah, right the, the right way to end go it. Go read the books. Are you talking to me, Harrison? Or talking to the audience? I mean, you too, my guy. <laughs> Learn how to pronounce your goddamn words. Uh, I will not make any promises about pronunciation for the next Listen time to we the come audio back. Books. That's actually Marcel. That's better for you. Listen to the audiobooks so you can hear how people actually say these words. You know what? I'll I'll do the audiobook. I'm gonna read the book for this for, for the next episode of Going Home oh, Sleep. I'm just gonna read oh, chapters no. from Lord of the Rings and see how people like that. Okay. Right. Juicy. Um, thanks, guys. We'll be back. Thanks for listening, people listening. I, mean, I love all of you. Yeah, we've, we've gotten some great feedback, so thank you for listening. And we'll be back eventually with with talking whatever Middle-Earth bullshit we, we, we find. And thank you, everybody. And, and remember. And remember. Hey! Get, get Helms deep in them guts. So thank you, Harrison. <laughs> but I don't regret Nor will I forget all who took that road with me. You can follow me at sick underscore underscore six six or more salacious content over at the blur bitch underscore underscore. And you can listen to my podcast sequels S E E Q U E L S through talk film society or anywhere you hear your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam shot first. And I'm the host of talk film Society's Keanu Reeves retrospective podcast. Keanu believe it, which is also on Twitter at Keanu believe it. You can follow me on Twitter at play underscore champion, and I also host a Disney podcast called Dream a Little Deeper. Follow me on Twitter, Rocky Warrants, R-O-C-K-I-E-W-A-R-A-N-T-Z. And because of this uh, gross pandemic, I've been doing a whole bunch of gaming, so I'm also on Twitch, so Rock Agus on Twitch if you want to watch me game and come hang out. And you can follow me on Twitter at Marcelo J. Pico. And you can follow Talk Film Society at Talk Film SOC. Go to our website, talkfilmsociety.com. And if you want to hear bonus episodes of this show and others, go to patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety. Thanks for listening to the entire series. We'll be back with more episodes in the future, so stay subscribed. But for now, farewell. you all a very fond farewell